On the 11th day of Christmas, Spin Sucks gave to you 11 phrases that should be banned, 10 PR metrics, 9 productivity tips, 8 communications podcasts, 7 books for communicators, 6 SEO tricks, 5 breakable habits, 4 PRM tools, 3 AI experts, 2 PR trends, and 1 mindset shift in a pear tree. I really want to sing that for you, but I am not a singer, so I will spare you. But our topic today should make every communicator cringe. Phrases that should be banned. We all have them. We all say them. They are horrible. But sadly, these expressions keep sneaking into our language like fleas infesting a house or a dog or a cat or infesting anything. They are icky, often grammatically incorrect, and reek of jargon cologne. Here are 11 phrases that should be banned in 2021 and forever. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I am Jenny Dietrich. Let's talk about the 11 phrases that should be banned. Are we ready? Drum roll, please. Number one, stop calling yourself a blank. If there is one thing everyone can agree on, it's that people need to stop calling themselves by ridiculous descriptor terms. You aren't a ninja or a guru. You aren't even a rock star. You don't have a tribe. So please go through your LinkedIn profile and remove any words that describe you and your skill set in this over-the-top cartoony way. Delete them from your bio and your story. And please, 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 please take them out of your title. Unless you're an actual ninja, it all needs to go. I'm lumping this collection (laughs) of things that you call yourself as one phrase that should be banned. Number two, who really thinks you're a thought leader? Did your mom tell you that? Did someone come up to you in a bar and said, whoa, are you like one of those thought leaders? No. Spoiler alert, if you feel the need to call yourself a thought leader, you're probably not one. It's important to remember that you don't become a thought leader through proclamation. That's just not how it works. In the same way, you can't claim you're the smartest person in the room. Only other people can give you those titles, except your mom. She cannot give you that title. The internet gives us this ability to claim squishy titles we hope imply meaning, fortunately, and unfortunately, often they do. Although now I totally want to call my kid a thought leader so she can grow up and someday say, why, yes, my mom did tell me I'm a thought leader. (laughs) That's funny. I love how I sit here and crack myself up. <laughs> okay. Woo. It's the end of the year. Woo. Number three, the bastardization of influencers. Remember when the word influencer actually meant something significant? We used them in our strategies. We built our shared media plans around them, and we worked with them for content and earned media opportunities. Influencer marketing mattered to our brand, and influencers were important partners for our communication strategies. And then suddenly, everyone who wanted free stuff decided they were an influencer. This ranges from the hot mess express who posts 5 million pictures of her photoshopped body, booty, body, other things that shall be not mentioned on a work podcast, or his painting on abs to the entrepreneur guru whose only experience as an actual entrepreneur was when they got lucky coaching one person on how to be successful. Kids now want to be social media influencers when they grow up. Yes, 
It's true. It doesn't matter whether they have any talent or expertise and therefore a platform from which to influence. The influence part of being an influencer, which is a pretty important, important part, has been lost in translation. Leaving behind photo, likes, follower account, and any type of paid profile inflation or social proof it takes to get attention and followers. We need to redefine what an influencer is and find a different word for Mr. or Ms. Booty Shaker and Captain Guru. Number four, passive gestures of approval. Speaking of influencers, Martin Waxman suggested we stop using the term likes since the day that Instagram downregulated them. Instead, he suggests we use passive gestures of approval, which he thinks are a better representation of what they are. Passive gestures of approval, not likes or hearts. So can we please do that? Just to see what other people say? It might catch on and that would be lovely, although I'm sure it will also then be acronymed into PGA. <sighs> Marketers ruin everything, I'm telling you. In just a minute, I'll be back to talk you through the other phrases that should be banned. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now, back to the show. Okay. I'm lumping a bunch of things into these next few. We're going to talk about utilizing, and then we're going to have corporate jargon 101. And corporate jargon 101 has many included in one. So I've lost count is what my point is. Full disclosure, utilizing something is my biggest pet peeve. Well, actually, it might be tied with impact as a verb, which I also hate because you can't actually have an impact on something. Planes can combust on impact. You can have impacted teeth, but you cannot have an impact on something. So yeah, it might be tied. But back to the utilization. The improper use of literally is another one. Is your head literally going to explode? Really? You probably shouldn't be talking to me right now. Go to the ER. Basically, if you tell me you literally utilize something, you're dead to me. If you literally utilize something so you could have an impact on someone, definitely dead to me. Whew. If you find utilize popping up in your content and discussions, then you are a scientist and you're using it to correctly describe the utilization of a substrate, using it as if it's interchangeable with the word use which is incorrect. Using it when another word such as applied or managed makes more sense. 
Again, incorrect. Or using it completely out of context because you think it makes you sound smart. It does not. Incorrect times zillions. So please just stop using the word utilize. Do it for me. Do it for mankind. Just do it. Now, under Corporate Jargon 101, we have quite a few. Are you ready? Several of the phrases that should be banned fall into the corporate jargon playbook. It's really hard to narrow them down to just five more so that we can get to 11. But here goes. Stop pivoting. Can we not use the word pivot to describe a change in strategy? No more pivoting, okay? Out of abundance of caution, I'll add that for 2020. That's a good one. The new normal is another one. I'm just adding these on the fly, so I'm going to end up with more than 11 by the time this podcast episode is finished. Everything does not need to be made in extreme. Terms such as hyper something, uber something, or nano something. Sometimes you're just focusing. You don't necessarily have to have hyper focus. Often you're excited. You don't have to be uber excited. And this is coming from somebody who really likes to use exclamation marks in every correspondence. And what happened to just being unique versus very unique? Maybe it's time to chill out a bit. Let's do that. Next, you aren't hip, so don't even try. You aren't cool, face it. And using any phrase as a cool or savvy substitute for what you're trying to say won't help. Just say it. We don't always need an analogy or trending slang. Some examples are things such as the juice isn't worth the squeeze or we're going to give that proposal a haircut. <sighs> really? <laughs> also, if you hear a word and don't know what it means from anyone between the ages of 13 and 19 on social media, please do not use it. Please don't don't use it. We're all old. We're all older than 19. Don't use it, please. Here's another one circle back. Stop circling back to things. That tells me you are simply not prepared to answer my question or address my needs. Just tell me when you'll be able to do so. We're not on a conveyor belt. We don't have to circle back. We can do it at another time. Circle back. Goodbye. And finally, the word that just won't die, epic. Can we please just let it go? The only place epic belongs is in the ocean when you're surfing. These things have been epic for so long, it's almost impossible for them actually to be epic. All right, and the last one, which brings us to number 11. There is a reason we use filler words, and it's often because we don't know what to say or because we think they make us sound smarter than we are. We use them when we speak, think ums and ahs, and they also translate to our writing. One of the best examples of a useless filler word to ban from your writing is the word that. In most cases, you can simply cut that out to tighten your prose. Try it. See what happens. Sentences always sound better without it. If you are a thataholic, it will take you a while to adjust to how sentences look without the word that. Right now, you might be thinking, no, no, all the sentences I use that in need that. I need that. I have to use that. Don't take my that away from me, please. My sentences won't make sense without that. These are clearly the ramblings of an addict. But you can do this. Start with one that at a time and you'll edit your way to better content. And there you have it, 11 phrases that should be banned. I'd love to hear which phrases you would add to this list. We can make it more than 11 and release a big list next year. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. People will love it. You can find us in the Spin Sucks community at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. 
Also, this is the last podcast episode for 2020. I'm taking a two-week hiatus as we celebrate small, very small, with the people who live inside this house and Zoom with those who do not. There will be lots of cooking, baking, home projects, bike riding, and movies. I hope you have very, very, very happy holidays. I'll see you again in January. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 